0: And now, Dick Tracy!
1: This is Dick Tracy on the case of the Crooked Fingers. Stand by for action. Let's go, men. Yes, it's Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. Hey, Tracy fans! You know that it's just 158 years ago today that the Bastille in Paris was stormed, and its political prisoners set free. The Bastille was a great fortress that had been turned into a prison. Was regarded by the French as the symbol of their oppression. The Stories circulated that the prisoners there were treated with inhuman cruelty. And so, when the Parisians began to revolt in 1789, they launched their opening attack on this mighty prison, taking it by storm. They released the prisoners. The men were carried out on the shoulders of the crowd as a symbol of the new liberty. The Bastille was torn down. Thomas Paine, the great American political writer, who was in Paris at the time, was given the key which he sent to George Washington. A duplicate of this key lies in Philadelphia's Independence Hall today. So it was that 1789 became an important year in history because of the storming of the Bastille. For the attack symbolized the new spirit on earth, proclaiming, all men had equal rights. No ruler had the authority to oppress his people. The message of the Bastille is one which free peoples everywhere still remember and fight for. Liberty and equality for all. And now, Dick Tracy. Last Friday, Fingers, the sinister gem thief, was making a desperate attempt to escape in a speedboat, taking Capan Ash with him. But Dick Tracy and Pat Patton gave chase in a faster boat. And when Fingers realized that he was about to be overtaken, he threw Captain Nash overboard. In the delay caused by Tracy and Patton rescuing the old barge captain, Fingers and his boat disappeared in the fog. Somewhere in the vicinity of Dead Man's Reef. But just as Friday's episode ended, the warning bell on the reef suddenly stopped ringing, and the boats are now running blindly toward the treacherous rocks. Captain Nash... What happened to that big bell that was clanging so loudly a few minutes ago? It was the bell
2: on dead man's reef. Oh. It got fouled up somehow. Are you thinking
3: what I am? Yeah, I sure am. That would certainly be
2: poetic, Justice. Uh, poetic or not, I'm betting the fingers don't get away. He may know something about navigation, but he can't smell his way through this here channel like I can.
1: Now, would you mind translating that last conversation? Uh,
2: Rags and I have a little secret that we'll tell you about later. What's this about fingers not being able to get away? Just wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Cut the motor on this boat so we can see if fingers are still up ahead. All right. Yeah, he's still up ahead. Better not steer directly to where the sound of his motor's coming from. Better bear off a little to your right.
3: Oh, Captain Ash, you're wonderful. The way you can get through this channel in a fog even without the bell to help you.
2: I told you I could do it by smell. Uh, better bear off a little further to the right. What's the matter? I can smell the rocks now. Well, why do these things always happen to me?
1: Uh, don't be self-centered, Pat. It's happening to fingers, too. Only he has no Captain Ash to guide him. Well, I just hope that last ducky
0: in the ocean that Captain Ash got didn't do anything to his senses, smell.
2: It didn't, young fella. I can smell them rocks powerful strong right now. We're mighty close. What should we do? Hey, better cut the motor down and listen. Well, there goes Fingers. Hey, hit the reef. I had a feeling he wasn't going to get away.
1: But he's still got that Tommy gun, so let's not just go blundering in there.
2: Uh, he hit that reef pretty hard, he made... Help! Help!
1: Yeah, it's Fingers. He sounds pretty desperate.
2: Look at that glow through the fog over there. Yeah, uh, he's a fire. His gas tanks must have split when he hit them rocks. Maybe
1: we can get to him. We just can't sit here and let him burn to death.
2: Help! Help! Uh, remember, them tanks may explode any minute.
1: But at least we have to see what we can do. Let's move in, but slow.
3: There's his boat half turned over
2: and wedged in the rocks.
1: Yeah. Look, the burning gasoline is spreading out on the water.
2: Yeah, I better go back. This boat of ours would go up like matchwood if we tried to get through that there burning gasoline.
1: Help! Help! Oh, there's something. We...
3: There was something. And that was it. Yeah.
2: It was the best way for him.
1: Yeah. No use even bothering to look for the body. Yeah, there's not enough of the board left to put in a small-sized aspirin box. Well, so much for fingers. Now we'd better see what's the matter with the bail on Dead Men's Reef.
3: Yeah, I was waiting for that. Hey, Captain Nash and I have a surprise for you. What is it? You'll find out.
2: Won't he, Captain Nash? Yeah, Now, if you'll just turn this boat around, go back about a hundred yards, we'll come to the bell.
1: All right. Is there any danger?
2: No, no, not unless
0: I miss the buoy in this fog. Oh, fine. That's like saying there's no danger
2: of getting shot at if the gun's loaded with blanks. Young fella, I won't miss the buoy.
1: How are we doing now?
2: Hey, better take it easy. We're almost there. Hey, look up ahead, Captain Nash. There it is.
3: My, but you're certainly
2: a wonder. I don't see a thing. That's because you don't know what to look for. See there, all right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I see it now. What's the next move?
2: Hey, pull up on the left-hand side. Right. Yeah, easy, easy. Now, grab hold of the buoy while I reach up inside the bell and see what's keeping it from ringing. Right. Now, now, hold it steady. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Yeah. Something slipped down and fouled up the bell clapper. What is it, Captain Nash? Uh, Just a minute. Uh, There, she's loose. Well, what do you know? The Torara Tiara. Huh?
1: Captain Nash, (coughs) did you hide the tiara in that bell?
2: Uh, Well, let's say I put it there for safekeeping.
1: And it slipped down and kept the bell from ringing. Holy smoke, T. -t 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 -t
2: -t 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 And Fingers was really killed
3: by the Torara Tiara.
0: The tiara he once said he'd risk burning to get...
3: Well,
2: he burned,
1: all right. Captain Nash, I can't tell you how glad I am to get this back. But you must realize that you're guilty of concealing stolen goods.
2: I know it. And I'm willing to take my medicine. Of
1: course, you did help us get rid of Fingers. And you showed us where the tiara was hidden.
0: Uh, And he kept us from running on the same reef that Fingers
1: did. Right. Well, all this will weigh in your favor, Captain Nash. And I'll add my personal recommendations of leniency. But in the final analysis, it'll be up to the district attorney.
3: He doesn't want leniency. He wants to pay in full.
2: Now, wait a minute, young man. Seems like you're in an awful hurry to send me to jail.
3: Oh, it won't be so bad, Captain Nash. After all, I'll be there, too.
1: of sweetness and light today, Patrick. What's prompting this happy mood?
0: Uh, Principally, the prospect of not having anything to do for a few (laughs) days. Now that we've taken care of the Torala tiara and fingers...
1: That's right. Chief hasn't a single case for us. Well, a day off won't hurt.
0: As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm thinking of retiring.
1: I'll believe that when I see it. No, I'm serious, Richard.
0: I feel that I've taught you enough to make a fair cop out of you. Now I shall retire to some pleasant cave and raise bats for haunted houses.
1: An occupation for which you're admirably suited. Oh, thank you, Tracy.
0: I'm glad that you can appreciate my profounder talents.
1: In the meantime, uh, what do you suggest? Shall we go and see a good detective movie? Oh, for the love of
0: Pete, no. (laughs) We'll find a nice, expensive restaurant, and you'll buy dinner for both of us.
1: Well, that sounds like as good a way as any to start off an evening, but uh, somehow I think you're taking advantage of me. Why, Richard, what a thing to say. You
0: wrong me. Just to show you what a nice fellow I am, if you'll buy dinner, I'll spend my money on the rest of the evening's entertainment.
1: But I'm not sure that I want to go on a three-hour streetcar ride. That'll
0: be enough out of you. Anyway, I have something very good in mind.
1: What's that, Pat?
0: Well, don't think I'm crazy, but there's a circus in town. What do you say we go see it, huh?
1: Patrick, for once you're behaving like a rational human being. That's a great idea. I haven't been to a circus in years.
0: Well, I'll describe the more important points to you so that you can follow the plot without too much trouble. You're so good to me. Now, when you see a creature with two humps and a face like a one-eyed beefsteak, it's called a dromedary.
1: Nothing doing. A dromedary has only one hump.
0: Richard, somewhere along the line, you've been gravely misinformed. A dromedary has two
1: humps. You're off your rocker, Patrick, and I'll prove it to you when we get to the circus. Now, you take a camel. That's a different thing. The camel has... While Tracy and Patton are discussing a matter that rightfully should be of more interest to a camel than to two detectives, a man and a woman, both of the circus, are talking of life and death.
4: Well, you took long enough to get here with us.
1: I am sorry, medium. I did the best I could. After all, I am the ringmaster... I have other duties besides dancing attendance on you. They should be secondary. I shall explain it to the owner of our circus. Now,
4: look at these clumsy apes. They have not even got my fortune telling booth up. Take it easy, medium rare. You ain't queen of the circus, you know. Yes, I am. I am. I shall always be queen of the circus.
1: What did you say, medium? Never mind.
4: Stay here until these fools have put up my booth. I must talk to you alone.
1: What else can I do?
4: Okay, medium rare. Your place of business is ready for a second. I am a seeress. I tell the truth. I read the future. Come off it, medium. You're a lady raghead and as big a fake as all the others. I tell you, I know everything that is going to happen. All right, bite. Right. What is going to happen? Ah, the future is too precious a commodity to waste on idiots. Ah, you couldn't even predict high tide with an almanac. Ah. Oh. Very well, you fool. I will tell you what is in store for the circus tonight. Death will strike. Death with pounding hooves, beautiful, trampling, screaming death. Don't you know better than to talk like that around a circus? You've put a whammy on us. I'm getting out of here. You're bad medicine. I tell that's false. I know the future.
1: What do you mean by that?
4: Snap your whip. <laughs> ah, I love to hear that. And when you crack your whip like that tonight in the center ring, Rosa the equestrian, the daring rider, will die.
1: In a moment, we'll return to Dick Tracy. But first... Well, first, so you want to lead a band, huh? Well, so does everybody else, from tailors and sailors to fighters and writers, and they've all had their dream come true on Sammy Kay's show, So you Want to Lead a Band. Every Monday night, four contestants are chosen from the audience, and then the musical battle begins. Each one tries his hand at conducting, and one by one, contestants drop out until the winner gets the grand prizes in the bandbox. And Brother, what prizes? Refrigerators and nylons, electric ranges, prizes contestants of any age can come away with. Recently, two different generations were represented on the show. One was an 18-year-old high school student who was later selected as the nation's best amateur band leader. The other was a grandmother of 72 who provided a colorful addition to the proceedings by taking off her coat, pushing up her sleeves, and leading the band through a favorite Bobby Sox tune. In her enthusiasm, she forgot to stop the orchestra. The musicians sustained the final note with admirable endurance until Maestro K reminded her that the band stopped only when the conductor gave the signal. Help yourself, too, so you want to lead a band Monday nights when it's heard on most of these ABC stations. Now, back to Dick Tracy.
4: Where is Timmy my pet monkey?
1: I haven't seen her around me, dear.
4: Find her with her and bring her to me, for she is the one who will help kill Rosa...
1: Just what kind of a circus show is it that Dick and Pat are going to see? You'd better tune in tomorrow for The Adventures of Dick Tracy, featuring Jeff Morrow and Carl Eastman, and heard overseas through the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is George Gunn speaking. Here's a listening tip for you boys and girls who like exciting adventure stories. We have a swell adventure show called Sky King, a daring two-fisted series about the thrilling exploits of Skyler King, an ex-Naval Air Force's officer who is back home after four years in the Pacific. Yes, Sky has returned to his flying crown ranch. But his adventures are liable to take him to the four corners of the Earth. Remember, for suspense and thrills, for hair-raising adventure, join Sky King on his daring missions when he's heard weekdays, Mondays through Fridays, over most of these same ABC stations. Stay tuned now and tune in, Sky King. This is ABC, the American broadcasting company.